0: Good. Okay. All right, then we will go ahead and call tonight's meeting to order. Um, I don't believe there's any changes to the agenda, so I would entertain a motion to approve. Can I make a motion?
1: Second.
0: Motion and a second to approve the agenda. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries.
2: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the
3: United States of America, and, and to, to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God,
0: indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. <clears throat> East Sac County empowers all students to become a productive, responsible citizens of an ever-changing global society. We'll take a minute now for public input on non-agenda items.
1: So I think somebody's here to maybe provide a presentation to the board tonight, or to the district, I mean. uh, Would you like me to come up
3: there or stay the, right here? You, Either way, Whichever you, you prefer. Uh, my name is Pastor Jason Bostein from Faith Bible Church in Sac City. been pastoring there for just over 10 years. And uh, this is, of course, Bill Colby. A lot of you guys know him. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. So, um, recently, some of the kids up from our Rwana program, they were looking in the library at the elementary school for a Bible, and um, they wanted to read it during their free time or whatever, so um, they couldn't find one, and so I would like to present a Bible for the elementary school library. Uh, We have a couple of new Bibles here. Uh, From what I understand, this is um, not a thorough investigation, but somebody's told me that there was one in the high school, so um, that's pretty encouraging, but I do have another one here for the high school if if you guys would like for it. Um, I also have If you would like to use it, um, there's one that is also more of a, it's called an action Bible, and the kids that, it's probably one of our best-selling Bibles, um, but anyway, the kids just soak that up. If you would like to use it, you're more than welcome to, but my main request is concerning just um, placing a Bible in the elementary school. Um, Maybe some of you know this, but um, it's estimated that Fifty-five thousand Bibles are sold every day around the world, um, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. It's still the best-selling book um, to date in any language and the best-selling book of all times. It's estimated that there's been approximately five billion Bibles purchased in history. The uh, the Bible has been proven to be historically and archaeologically accurate more than any other book. It's been subjected to the minutest scientific textual analysis possibly possible to humanity. It's been proved to be authentic in every way. Um, it is a key, it's a real cornerstone, not only for the, the Declaration of Independence, but of course the law in the United States. The, um, we have a rich history with this book as Americans. As you know, Apollo 8, um, 1968. The crew, of course, reading from the book of Genesis, and um, it says we are now approaching lunar sunrise for all the people back on earth, the the crew of Apollo 8. Uh, This is a message that we like to send to you. I found out recently this was actually, um, Genesis 1 was actually um, printed on fireproof paper for this occasion. It's pretty interesting for Apollo 8, but um, they said, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and each of the crew members of Apollo 8, of course, read portions from Genesis. And they ended with, and God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called seas, and God saw that it was good. And from the crew of Apollo 8, we close with good night, good luck, Merry Christmas, and may God bless all of you on the good earth. Of course, there were 56 men that signed the Declaration of Independence, 24 of them held seminary or Bible degrees. Uh, 1977, Congress spent $300,000 in order to purchase Bibles, distributing them throughout the 13 colonies. That would be approximately $21 million today. Um, 1782, Congress declared, quote, the Congress of the United States recommends and approves the Holy Bible for all schools. And as most of you probably know, it was the main textbook for centuries. Um, our history is, is rich with this book. Um, of course, Patrick Hendry, in his famous speech, Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death, quoted not only from the Gospel of Matthew, but also the book of Jeremiah, and several times throughout the scriptures, General, uh, General George Washington, he said, quote, every officer and man to live and act as becomes a Christian soldier, soldier defending the dearest rights and liberties of his country. It is impossible to rightly govern a nation without God and the Bible. He also said, do not let anyone claim to be truly American if they ever attempt to remove religion from politics. So we just have a really rich history and of course um, a lot of... um, um, But, you know, when you boil it all down, uh, Theodore Roosevelt said, um, to educate... A child in mind only and not in morals is to educate a menace to society and when it comes to the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20 the words preceding that are thus says the Lord and so um, these without that phrase ahead of the Ten Commandments um, well it pretty much um, makes all of the, these, the guidelines of those Ten Commandments pretty well subject to um, well makes murder not wrong okay so as a side note I also know that uh, there's a proposed law that's advancing in the Iowa Senate that would require State Education Board to adopt uh, standards for public high school courses on the Bible and um, its um, public course on, on a Bible would be the opinion under the Iowa GOP bill and I am willing and qualified to teach that um, as a side note if the opportunity ever comes to Sac County Public Schools so that's all that I have and I uh, thank you again for all that you guys do so, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you thank you well I'd
4: like
1: to personally thank. I can't think of a better gift the community can give to our schools so, thank you very much welcome. thank you
0: are there any other comments
2: just go ahead.
5: And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went in, and lay with their father. And he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight with my father. Let us make, drink, make him drink wine this night also. And go thou in, and lie with him that he may preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also. And the younger arose and lay down with him. And he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she arose. Thus, there were the daughters of Lot and child by their father."
3: Um possible, I could address that. I,
0: or... I think if it's something to the board, that's fine. But if not. Sure. Yeah, the
5: sorry. Bible's super kinky. I'm going to read a passage every every month about the great sex and pornography in the Bible that he's presenting to the school board tonight. It's an accurate
3: reflection of the. All right, I think we're
0: going to go ahead. And okay. if there's any other comments to the board or any other items for public input. Okay. Uh, then we will go ahead and move on. Um, John, any nothing financial other than, update?
4: No, nothing other than the financial report <coughs> the packet. Okay. okay.
0: Were there any questions for John on that information? Okay. I don't think we had any correspondence or teaching and learning at this point, so we'll move to administrative reports.
1: So Becky's report is included in the packet. Uh, Kevin gave his report to the board and I think for sure, he wants to maybe go over the Smart Pass. That's a new, uh, new procedure that's been implemented at the junior senior high. Sure,
4: happy to. So, yeah, too. so um, if you have if you have kids at the high school or junior high, you may have heard about Smart Pass. Um, it's something that we've been looking at. Um, area schools Carol has implemented something similar. It's not called it's not Smart Pass, but it's similar in nature. And so, it was just something that. Um, As we become a 712 building, we just have a lot more students out in the hallways and stuff like that. So just keeping track of students. Uh, Part of this was, um, when we worked with and started contemplating this, I say we, uh, Beth Letter and I, and we also worked with our AST, which is our academic standards team, looking at how do we just keep track where everybody is going all the time. You know, if we ever have a, a fire in the building, we want to be able to say, hey, there's a student in, the second floor restroom or some of those types of things. So um, we reached out to Smart Pass and we had, Beth and I had a Zoom meeting with them, uh, kind of what it can and what it can do. It's not the magic bullet of knowing where every kid is going. There's always going to be loopholes and things like that. But really what it's done is, um, it's an electronic process. So we don't have the you know, I have a bunch of pink passes in my desk that we used to use. Now it's all done through Smart Pass. So if I write um, uh, a student a pass, or I'm sorry, if I give them a pass through Smart Pass, I say you, that they want to they come see me. So I, when I send them back to the teacher, then I'll just do them a Smart Pass, a one-way Smart Pass back, and that teacher will see that that student left my room at this time and they should be getting back. Uh, it was just a matter of making sure we know where kids are at. Uh, there are some questions. Um, we have some students who are on uh, have medical issues that are going to require uh, a little longer bathroom break or something like that. So if a student goes to bathroom, they are given basically six minutes to take care of business. And if it goes past six minutes, it'll start count, counting. It'll start counting down, and then after that, it'll start counting back up. So you know, instead of six minutes, they took nine or something like that. Um, we have uh, each student gets four passes per day. Uh, Now, that does not mean that we can't override that at times. So let's say they want to see Mrs. Julie, you know, and they'd use, obviously we're not going to say, oh, I'm sorry you're having issues, but you've used all four of your passes. Uh, There's just common sense that comes into play with that as well. Um, But we're seeing uh, fewer students out in the hallways. What we're finding is some students were checking out the bathroom, like, six periods a day out of eight. You know, and with paper passes, teachers don't know who's going where, so it just kind of gets us into a safer spot. Um, We were concerned that students were going and and having vaping, I'll be honest with you, vaping is a problem. I mean, and it's something we deal with all the time. And so we knew students were sometimes saying, let's let's check out the bathroom, I'm in social studies, and you're over here, let's all meet at the same time, you know, and try to limit some of that so students know that we're monitoring those things. So we had a couple very, very professional concerns expressed, uh, but I got a lot more thank yous. About trying to make sure that that our kids are, are being safe and stuff like that. So, um, like I said, we had to decide how many passes each kid could get. At first, I think we started with two, and that, that was that was way too limited. So we went, went up to four, and so they get four passes per day. Um, uh, they uh, all teachers can see where students are going. Like I may I was trying to work with it on was it. Friday that I sent out a pass, and I used a student that was at State Wrestling, it was Charlie Byte actually. And all of a sudden I put Charlie Byte to Mrs. Dooley's office, and all of a sudden, well, Charlie's at State Wrestling, so we thought there was an imposter in the building, so the whole, I created a big stir in the building because they thought that was, I was doing that. And I was just working so I knew how to work the system. But we know, and we know it works and so teachers are watching for that. Uh, we can we can take data points, and so you know, how, how many students are passing on a given day, how many kids do we how, how many passes are reissuing per day, per week, and that kind of stuff? Um, and like I said, overall the teachers, uh, we met with the AST first, then we met with the staff and walked them through it. And then last two staff meetings every Friday, we've asked how's it going, and they're pretty positive comments. You know, there's always little kinks you have to work out whenever you put something like this into practice, uh, but overall we're pleased with with kind of what it, the information that we're getting and stuff like that too. So, so that's smart pass.
1: And uh, just a little bit of a plug, but we were able to fund that with the donation that the district received, so because of a, a generous donation, we were able yep. to, mm-hmm. to afford that, that 20,
4: this 20, 20, 20. year. Yeah. Well, and then other things, prom invites went out already, so nights, night of a thousand lights, so you guys are all welcome to attend if you'd like. Um, congratulations to Charlie Vite and Brayden Burns for their qualifying for the state wrestling meet. Uh, this week, we're celebrating National FFA Week. Uh, and so, if you walk through the hallways, you probably saw the, the blue and gold streamers throughout the area and stuff like that. Tomorrow, we're going to have um, sub district contests here. I think we've got 13 schools coming in at about 3:30 or so. And they'll be doing a variety of things from conduct of meetings to interviews to things like that. So, it's a chance for us to kind of showcase our new commons and stuff. Uh, so, that's exciting for us. And that'll last till about probably 7, 7:30, something like that. So, it's a good time to do that right during our National FFA week. Uh, You know in regards to just teaching Mrs. Growth and and Mr. Finley, you know if you're going to be an ag teacher, you just understand that It's a busy time and you spend a lot of times early in the morning late at night getting things set up. So thank you to them Um, Working through our SED designation yet uh, We'll be doing some of those we're doing data collection on March the 6th looking at that and then uh, we celebrated National um, School Counselors Week on February 6th through the 10th, though so that's always just a plug for all the school counselors, all four of them that do what they do every day and do it well, so just a plug for them to say thank you for that. That's all I
1: got. Uh, I just have a couple of items. One is for CHAPS, the AD, just to, so people are aware, tomorrow night we're hosting a basketball game as a central site. I think it's O-A-B-C-I-G versus campers. is that right, tomorrow night? Yes, sir. But anyway, so that's at the ESAC Elementary Gym. And then, uh, late last week, I was contacted by uh, the city manager at Wall Lake. We've talked a little bit about this in the past, but they would like to have a discussion item to discuss the baseball field in Wall Lake. So I told them it's too late to get on the agenda, <coughs> but we can look at that at the March meeting then. I don't have anything else unless there are questions about anything.
0: All right. Then we'll move on to discussion items, and I think Sammy, you're presenting on
1: assessment. Yeah. Why? Want it? Otherwise,
2: well, the, I link them. As I say, you have the we have it. data. Yep. A couple of things I want to talk about, though. So, um, you'll see that our kindergarten data took kind of a dive. Um, one thing is, it's not the exact same test from fall to spring so, or fall to winter. So, like fall, it's like. Can you look at this paper? Can you put it the right way so you can read it? Um, it's letter naming and then letter segmenting. And I think nonsense words. Then in the winter, it ramps up to letter sounds. And so that's part of the reason you might there's a decrease there. The other reason is we didn't know with our new curriculum how hard it would hit the segmenting and things like that. And so we kind of waited to see. And obviously, it didn't do it enough because when We did the test, we realized they needed more practice segmenting. So we have um, also implemented Hagerty, which we did last year for all grades, back into kindergarten um, to to beef that section back up. Now, overall, we didn't see huge gains system-wide. But if I could tell you, like, certain individuals in our system, we have a, a number of kids that have never been at benchmark that have been in benchmark. We have some kids that have reading IEPs that hit benchmark. Um, We saw huge individual growth in our kids, and if we look at our ARC data, um, November, I'm just pulling up today's most recent, in November um, we had 31% of our kids that were at grade level or above, and today we have 40.5%, so that's almost a 10% increase in half a year. Um, They told us at the beginning of the year that we would be lucky, that we should imagine we'd be lucky to have 10% in a whole year. So we're feeling very good about that. Our reader engagement data has jumped from um, 42% of kids that were engaged to 64% that are engaged now, or right about there. So we're building a culture of reading. We've got kids that, um, when I'm in rooms covering, or just in rooms, and and they have a little time. Can I read? Can I read? they like, or you tell them, yeah, you can read for me. Okay, okay. They're so excited. Uh, we have kids that we the teachers have to ask them to put their books away during math because they're trying to sneak it under the table. So it's a little bit different culture than what we've had in the past. Our math scores stay fairly steady. Um, I don't know what questions do you have? You covered mine on the lower grades. I was going to ask yeah, about the it, kindergarten. Yeah, it um,
4: changed. Sammy, it, when is the spring testing?
2: We'll test in April. The end of April. How long does it take to get that back for us? Um, immediately. Oh, okay. I, I can have it by the end of April. Sometimes summer. Yeah, and then we'll have ISAS this spring, but I don't. I haven't heard yet if we'll have ISAS before the end of the year. If we'll have the results before the, end of the year. probably the on demand, um, which is just a general. So.
0: Maybe the other area on the math side, the fifth and sixth grade. Was there anything particular
2: that stood out there for that change or? Um. I really don't have any answers for you. Um, they did take quite a dive. Um, we, I don't know. I don't have a good answer there.
3: Yeah. May I ask your title? Are you elementary advisor?
2: I'm an elementary instructional coach.
3: Uh, I pulled up an international study that was several years back today, and the, it's reading, math,
5: and science. Is that followed on uh, that level? Can we just start talking whenever Is that a thing now? that would be amazing.
2: Um, the other thing I I don't know if it's been shared yet, but we will be interviewing on March second, I believe. We've because we got off the S list. Um, There's a the company that's coming that's big into the research to find out what we did, the steps we took to um, improve ourselves. So. That's kind of a big thing. Maybe a follow-up question
0: to that. So the ESSA work was done at the previous elementary building before the fifth and sixth grade came in. Are some of those skills or um, what we've learned through that process being engaged then in the fifth and sixth grade now? Is that part of the transition, or can you maybe walk through that? Yeah,
2: um, because we use the electric math all the way through um, K-6. You know, we do have a new teacher in that fifth and sixth grade spot. So, I don't know if we're just not like, moving quick enough through the curriculum. Um, if we're, I, you know, if the kids just, I'm not gonna make excuses for anything, but did the kids try real hard that day? Um, that was, again, not an excuse, but there were days leading up to that we had, like December we had, what, one full week? And we took the test like the second week of January. Could that have impacted it? Maybe. Um, I know that um, Mrs. Halber has had some conversations with the teacher and some reflections. Um, I don't know what those were, but okay. I appreciate that. Are there any other
0: questions? for are on the data.
1: I would just say I, I think
4: looking at the numbers from fall to winter. I mean, <clears throat> any more context that you can provide for us, and obviously we've got a bunch of numbers in front of us, but that's about it. So context as to why um, for the next meeting or just even in, sure. a, in a correspondence would be good just so we understand this a
2: little bit. Sure. Okay. Is there anything else
0: on that topic? If not, we will move on to the discussion on the 2023-24 school calendar.
1: Okay, so um, we had a committee that uh, visited about the school calendar for next year. At the the start of the committee meeting, Um, basically the feedback that the group brought were that most people supported a calendar that had in-service that was once a month or maybe some kind of a hybrid like we did this year. And then during the discussion in the calendar meeting, it talked about um, somebody who had been in a system where they'd had weekly or at least bi-monthly in services. And the pros for that were that there was time for district meetings once a month, time for building meetings once or twice a month, and then time for staff to work on individual goals uh, the other once or twice a month. So I drafted a calendar from that input uh, with every Wednesday as an early out at 2 o'clock. Posted it on the web page and allowing for feedback. Uh, I personally have not received any feedback that was positive. That's from community members or the few teachers who have responded back to me. I have met with... um, couple of the clergymen who had concerns and I think their biggest concern is it's a Wednesday um, for confirmation time and then I also had a concern from a, a community member who attends another church same thing uh, that they use the the school bus as far as just the transportation at the end of the day to, so people are able to get to confirmation um, I don't We talked about it as a group, I guess, a number of years ago. They had late starts. That was not well received by the staff. And um, so I just thought, well, before I spend a lot more time, do we want to continue moving forward with the early out type schedule? Or do we want to look back at a schedule that's um, maybe similar to what we did this year or at least move to a once a month in service? Um, as you will recall, last year I did put out a survey about this, and the community and the and the parents who answered the survey it was overwhelming. They did not want the weekly in service. Um, from the staff survey last year, it was a bit split, uh, but as I recall, it, the elementary was more in favor, but the high school was not in favor of the weekly in service last year. So. This is not an action item tonight. I'm just trying to get a little bit of discussion and input um, on how do I want to proceed before we would approve a calendar at the March meeting.
4: I've only heard from a couple parents and somebody that's heard from other parents and that was negative on uh, They wanted once a month uh, every Wednesday or where we had designed. So that's on the only input I've had. I'm gonna guess we've all heard the same. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. with Brent, I mean, I've heard. Only the negatives on the weekly in service.
1: So based on the conversations you've heard um, is it okay if I develop meet, reconvene my committee and look at a calendar that has a different type of an approach either the the hybrid that we did this year or once a month and then we would bring that to the board and make our decision in March. Sounds good to me.
0: I just have one question because I know you posted a draft of our Arweeva's and Carol's kind of consolidated. So mm-hmm. there's, their main difference is theirs is they have five less school days, correct? Mm-hmm. Is how they do that. But they're still within the hour,
1: instructional right. hour. Right. Uh, so that's always a little tricky. A few years ago the legislation changed that you have to have 1,080 hours to, of student contact time and so you want to build a calendar that certainly has more than a thousand eighty because if you have weather delays um, anything that could take away from that. So our calendar usually has around 1150 or 60 or something like that. Uh, we are well over the 1080 so and this has been a tough winter so we've had uh, late starts a number of times. We did take one student day away and we the uh, instructional coaches and principals built a staff um, PD day that was individualized so people had to do things on that day off, and We tried to provide flexibility that they did not have to have it all done on that day because with snow and people working to remove snow and whatever we gave them a couple weeks to turn it in and I'd say for the most part we didn't get 100% but we got close to 100% of the people who turned something in as far as an assignment to get paid for that day.
0: Because the other change on the other calendar that you had posted there is that week spring break Which has always been a conversation, a topic of conversation Mm -hmm. here as well that we don't have one. Right.
4: I was going to ask about that. I mean did your committee, it it seemed like last year when we did this or last summer, Mm -hmm. that was a kind of a touch point was
1: the full spring break.
4: The committee talked about that a lot
1: and they wanted to maintain the break that was not a full week just because if you go the full week, you're guaranteed you're getting out already after Memorial Day. Right. And if you cannot do the full week, if you don't miss any snow days, which just <laughs> Good happened once in my 28 years as a superintendent, so it doesn't happen very often, at least the cal- the beginning calendar shows a- could show a date prior to Memorial Day mm-hmm. of being done. Yeah, I think that's smart too. So. But if I, I will bring this back to the committee and they can talk about which way they would prefer if they want a full week if they don't want a full week. um, I've only met with a few people individually and they, the ones that I've met with like the shorter rather than the full week off. Um, Really the way Carol has done it, because they've connected it to parent teacher conferences, there's the Friday off, it's the comp day, and then there's the full week off, so it's almost like a holiday break during the, the winter time. what the committee brings
0: back. Okay. Thank you. Will we plan
1: the hearing then? Or will we yep. for next month? Yeah, we'll have okay. a hearing. And um, we'll post it again. Because I think Dale maybe brought this up about something last year. It's hard for people to show up to a hearing if they've never seen the calendar to begin with. So we'll get it out there so people can at least see it. And then...
2: I know that decision. was one of the positive, people were really appreciative of you posting it and mm-hmm. having some, they felt like they had input, so I feel like that was a really po- that was one of the positive things.
1: We're <laughs> always looking for positives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so there's
0: <laughs> Okay. If there's nothing on that, we... Are we um, allowed to have
5: crosstalk, is that what's going on here tonight? Is that cool? No, we're not. No, okay. oh. oh, someone's trying to crosstalk with me. Sorry. Am I out of order? I think, is crosstalk out you of know, order?
0: We're going to move on with our meeting, so if you two need to address that, I would just ask you to do it outside if there's something to address, okay? Sure. Alright, so we're going to move on to the action items. Um, consent items are first, and I believe we have quite a few special meetings, uh, just from all of the conversations for interviews, <clears> and then some policies, as well as the board bills.
1: And then one oh, on the state, state trip. Sorry, I state trip, sorry, yep. missed that. And that's an annual trip, or at least last year I remember they go, they oh, went to that. Two or three years they've done this, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Is that where they go to the... The uh, was, cadaver oh, yeah, trip okay. in... I think it's U.S.D.? Yes,
4: that's University of South Dakota. Okay, that's
0: yeah. Dakota Do you know how many kids are in that class? Just out of oh. curiosity. Uh, if you don't, it's no big deal. I was just curious how many. I can, Give we,
4: me two seconds, I can let you know.
1: Anyway, while he's looking up the number, I'd recommend approval of the consent agenda as presented. So moved.
2: Second.
0: Motion a second to approve the consent items. All of those in favor? Uh, Aye. Opposed? Motion carries.
1: Next item is a budget guarantee resolution that the board has to um, submit by April 15th. Um, I always have you do it just in case with a 3% SSA we will not be on the guarantee, but if, Something weird happened and they changed that, which I can't foresee since the governor signed that. Uh, we send it in. If it's not needed, the department manager throws it away, so it's nothing um, other than it's, it's a safeguard if you ever need it for some reason. Move to so. approve budget guarantee.
0: Second. Okay. There's a motion and a second to approve the budget guarantee. All of those in favor? Aye.
1: Aye.
0: Opposed? Motion carries.
1: Next are a variety of special levies that I'd like to have the board consider before we actually do the budget hearing. Uh, so we'll go through each of those parts. The first part would be um, cash reserve levy and there I'm not asking for the board to put any additional cash just for cash flow purposes but I am asking that the board back cover a couple of earlier items that we've approved this year. So one was if you recall, we approved a School Budget Review Committee SBRC application last fall uh, because of increased enrollment, new English language learners, and that amount was 196592 Also, when we finished up the um, annual report, the CAR that John has to submit last year, our special education ran a deficit. Last year of 157,915, because you spent that again, the SBRC gives you the ability to backfill those expenses that you've already created. So I'm asking that you would add those two numbers together: the 196 plus the 157, being your uh, cash reserve uh, levy to cover those. Uh, just as a side note, the maximum that ESAC could apply for for cash reserve was approximately $950,000 this year. There's a formula for that. The second part of the budget that I would like you to consider is the instructional support levy. This is an annual levy that the board establishes. Because of the way our instructional su- support levy is written, 1% of it is funded through an income surtax, which is approximately $64,000. There's a little bit of state aid, which is approximately $17,000. And the remaining portion of $460,000 is property tax. Again, these are the same percentages that we've used um, the last couple of years. So the net total to the district is approximately $540,000. The next part of the levy for the board to consider is the management levy. The management levy has many purposes, the biggest purpose for the management levy though is to cover your insurance costs related to your buildings and grounds, uh, your vehicles, but you can also pay early retirements out of management if you want to pay early retirement. And then lastly, if you recall, I think we're in the second year of this, but the uh, natural gas, we're in a consortium that allows us to uh, set the natural grass price at that time so we don't have fluctuations throughout the year. Anyway, uh, last year we set that levy at $550,000. John and I have talked, we feel we could reduce that a little bit and drop it down to $500,000 this year. The other two levies that remain are the physical plant equipment levies. There are two parts to that. One is the $0.33 levy, and that is always a board-controlled levy that you can establish every year. And the other is the voter physical plant and equipment levy which, if you again, uh, when we did the new additions, we had the voters approve a dollar levy for that. So the combined total is a dollar thirty-three, uh, but you can see how much uh, each of those generates. So the thirty-three cent generates about one hundred sixty-five thousand, and the dollar levy generates um, about five hundred thousand dollars. So you get six hundred sixty-five thousand roughly between the two. Uh, we use the voter. PEPL to pay off one of the notes, so we want to make sure that we're doing that. Uh, again, those rates are a little, they generate a little more than they did last year because property values are higher than they were last year. So those are the various levies that I'd like you to consider, uh, I'd open up um, for a discussion on those, but in the end I will be recommending uh, the cash reserve, the instructional support, a management levy and the $0.33 and the $1 PEPL levies. Do you want me to just talk a little bit about the next item just so people understand the impact of it even though that's a separate item? So last year our levy rate total was $11.32. This year the levy rate total would be approximately uh, $11.69 an increase of that amount. And just for math, for every $10,000 that you would add or subtract to the levy, it equals about two cents per 1,000 change. So if you took 10,000 away, the levy would be 1167. And again, this is all being based on the 3% state supplemental aid that uh, has been passed through the legislation and and signed by the governor. So, what questions does anyone have about the various levies that I'm proposing? How much more money total are we getting from the taxpayers if we do that? From
4: six, I see 1174 on that back. Where are you getting that? Yeah, yeah that, I just changed 19?
1: that today. It's 69. Yeah, because of some of the valuation things that just happened at the legislative level, Brent, so that dropped at a nickel. How much more are we getting through property taxes? I'd actually have to look at the aid and levy. Um, I guess for really clarification, the cash reserve is all property tax. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it more information
4: that I mean. I'm gonna go along with the recommendation and say okay to all these. I just wanted to kind of know it. So yeah.
1: I can certainly get that to you for sure by the next meeting. I don't remember the exact amount. I think the biggest purpose for me is we want to make sure we have enough cash flow so we don't have to borrow. And so, again, I'm not asking for cash reserve for cash flow purposes, but I'm asking to backfill things that we've <clears throat> already spent money on. Last year, just so the maximum would have been around 800 and some thousand, so it increased by so our levy amount could have gone up to 950. So we lost about 100 thousand dollars when you look at from a cash flow purposes from last year to this year. Now, cash reserve, just as a reminder for everybody, that does nothing to impact your. Unspent balance or your yes, your unspent balance and spending authority, it's just giving you cash for cash flow purposes, they are two different things. <coughs> so, are you looking for a motion to approve the special? Levies? I absolutely would like one. So, moved second,
0: motion and a second to approve the special levies as reviewed um, by Jeff. All of those in favor, aye, aye. aye. opposed. Motion carries. Is that Mark
1: or Jim? I seconded it. Mark. Thank you. So the next would be when do we want to set the public hearing uh, and budget adoption. Uh, and again I'm going back and forth a little bit on a date here. I'm, as much as I'd like to do it at the March 20th meeting, I think based on the, the communication that I'm getting from lobbyists I think we're better off to move it to April for a couple reasons. One, we don't know how much district income tax was paid, so that number will come out later. That will adjust the levy slightly, not a lot, but slightly. There is the possibility that they're going to push the certification act from April 15th to April 30th, but that's not been finalized yet. Uh, so um, we could wait until the March meeting to actually set the publication date if you would like. Or we would move We would have to move, if we set it tonight, and we don't know for sure when the certification date is, we'd have to move that April board meeting up a week, because the meeting would be on the 17th. Have they fixed the rollback? I think they were still working on that. I don't know if the governor finally signed that or not yet.
4: So there was a problem with some of our spreadsheets from the Department Mm -hmm. of Management on uh, the rollback and how that was calculated, so I'd encourage us to wait. Let's just put it on the agenda for March. We'll probably have more
1: information there. Yeah, just as long as we we just have to have it published between 10 and 20 days in the paper. So the meeting would be on March 20th. So we'd almost have to get it out the next weekend probably, right? Will that give you enough time? Yeah. Okay. We'll have it ready at that meeting. Okay. Okay. So there doesn't need to be any action item on D, then, if we're going to wait and do that at the March meeting. SMART goals. Uh, so, we've been working on these over the last few months. Uh, one of the SMART goals you've already adopted, and that was about positive ways to address student behaviors. The second one related to finances, and the, what I developed based on our conversation was that the board will monitor the district's unspent balance at a minimum of biannually or twice a year with the goal to maintain an unspent balance. Between 50 to 20 percent over the next two years, as far as our timeline. So, we're kind of right in that range right now. If I remember right, it's 17 or 18 percent, something like that. That's good. I would recommend. So, you've done the first goal, so the next one would be the finance goal, if you're okay with that. Somebody would need to make a motion. I'll make a motion. Second.
0: Motion and a second to approve the finance smart goal. All of those in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion
1: carries. Um, HVAC system. All right uh, so last month we talked about this briefly following the board um, discussion I have made an application to use ESSER three funds those again for the public those are funds that all districts receive because of COVID uh, so that application was for approximately 175,000 which the bid, again, I'm using an approximation, was around 175000 We would fund that. We have to pay for it out of the general fund, and then we'll, we'll seek reimbursement from the Department of Ed for ESSER 3 to fund that. Um, the only thing that we're waiting then on is we're still waiting on the bid or the documents so we could go ahead and bid the elementary perimeter classrooms. And again, the goal would be to fund that from ESSER 3 as well, but we haven't received that information yet. So anyway, I'd recommend approval of uh, uh, HVAC system upgrade in the Junior High High School North Wing. Oh. Second.
0: Motion and a second to approve the north or Lakeview North Wing HVAC quote. All of those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries.
1: So just this afternoon we received the, the draft, or not the draft, the, the contract for the documents related to the parking lot. And we're, we have not heard back from the company that helped work through that. So I would recommend that you would approve them pending final approval from the engineer. And if they have an issue, then we're not approving it. And if they're fine with it, then we're good to go moved.
2: Second.
0: Motion and a second to approve the parking lot improvement project contract. All of those in favor? Aye. Opposed? Motion carries.
1: So we're going to do personnel items separately tonight. Um, we're going to take resignations by themselves and then we're going to uh, do contracts by as another item. So we have three resignations before you. Uh, one is from Brian Mailer is a band instructor. One is from Jody Reese as a music instructor, and then Carrie Icorn as a special education teacher. Um, it, it's a little bit sad to see all three of these people leave. They're still kind of in the middle of their careers, they're good educators, but for a variety of reasons, um, they're chosen that they want to do something else right now. And so, yes, uh, we've begun advertising for Well, we've had special ed on for a year, and then we've begun advertising for the music positions just to see what kind of applications that we receive. So again, I would recommend approval of those three resignations. So moved. Second.
0: There's a motion and a second. Um, Please note, John, that I'm going to abstain from this vote. So, All of those in favor? Aye. Opposed? (coughs) Motion carries.
1: Lastly, we have uh, two contracts for your consideration tonight. First one is Melissa Dre. She would be an elementary teacher next year. Um, that would uh, may not be in the exact same grade, but Nancy Hadley had resigned, so it would be a replacement of Nancy's position. And then the other one would be Tony Tedesco as the 712 principal. Uh, so uh, committee a year week ago Saturday, I guess we met already and yeah. and uh, did the interviews for Tony. Uh, his He comes from, um, he's currently a special education teacher in the Council Bluffs school system. He lives in Glenwood if I remember correctly. Um, His father lives in this area so that's part of the reason for wanting to come back to get a little closer to family. Uh, The contract would be a one-year contract that is probationary. Uh, The salary offered would be $100,000 plus other benefits as allowed Uh, by policy and to the administrative staff. Anyway, unless there are questions about those two contracts, I would recommend approval. So moved. Second.
0: Motion and a second to approve the two contracts. All of those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries.
1: So our next meeting is scheduled for March 20th. We should have the final (coughs) draft of the audit back by then. I'm planning on a calendar and budget hearings that night. And likely we would have fees that we charge every year for, like, books and uh, driver ed and those kind of lunch prices at that meeting. Um, We also have an early graduate that we didn't get on this agenda, so we'll get them on the March agenda. And
0: just to confirm, that date is March 20th. 20th. PDU.
4: Yes, right. PD date. Yep, hold it at PD date.
0: Okay. We plan on 6 o'clock here. Yep. Alright. Are there any other items for the agenda or comments from the board?
1: I do have one other comment just for your consideration and I don't know if Beth could help us a little bit but we have purchased through semester funding Promethean boards. A lot of them at the elementary and we have one in the junior-senior high. So at some point in time I would think We could get a little demonstration, either by a staff member or something. Maybe I could ask somebody. Um, It'd be nice to just do it here, but we have one here. But um, so far, I think they've been well received by staff and students. So we'll we'll add that to some agenda coming up in the future. Sounds good.
0: All right. If there is nothing else, I'd entertain a motion to
1: adjourn. Absolute. Second. All of
0: those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? We are adjourned.